What is happening, everybody? We're back again. Another episode of the Off Track Experience. Now, this one, this one's got to be, I would say, one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. And just for the fact, I think it's one of the first times I've really sat down with someone that I really see the same way. Like, we really view every, life in general and, and how we are as people a very similar way. And it just, yeah, it, yeah, it was just really good. Honestly, I was only going to do it for less than an hour and it kind of, we just kind of kept it going, kept it going, ended up being two hour podcast, which was really cool. But get to sit down with the world's fastest man, Elias Schwartz, Schwartzler. I'm probably going to, that's probably not how you say it, but I uh, try and say it in the podcast as well and I struggle a bit. But yeah, sit down with him. I uh, We met at the Aosta Scott Athlete Summit. And when we first sat down and chatted, it was like instantly we kind of, we got along really well and how he kind of viewed overcoming fear and overcoming challenges and then also the way he looks at helping people and being a good mentor is very similar to how I look at things. So we hit it off straight away and after chatting for a bit, I was like, we should do a podcast. I think it would be quite cool. I think a lot of people would get a lot out of it. So we sat down just before he left and he made some time. <laughs> he ended up driving home a lot later than he thought because because it went so long, but uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this one because I know I enjoyed making it and this is kind of, this is why I like podcasting just for what I get out of it and I know when I get so much out of it, I feel like others can as well. So really proud to be able to put this out there and I really hope you guys enjoy it. So here you go, guys. Cheers. So I'm going to probably mess this up straight away. We're here with Alice and that last name is... Or is it? I can't do the A. <laughs> Schwartz, Schwartz, Schwartzler. I've already wrecked it. You nearly got Schwartzler? it. Like, Schwartzler. Schwartzler. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah it's perfect. <laughs> it's really, yeah. It's like uh, hard to hard to t- uh, pronounce um, as a not Austrian. Yeah, I think Australians just struggle to speak in general. So yeah, yeah we, it's hard for us. But yeah, we're here with um, Schwartzler. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Alice Schwarzler, the the world's fastest man. Actually, you are the fastest man on two wheels, assisted by a motorcycle. But you hold the record. Which, how long ago did you set that record? It was quite recent, wasn't it? it wasn't that long ago at all? Yeah, like it was a it was a long goal to break the world record. The world record before was like two hundred eleven, mm. uh, and then uh, yeah, uh, I broke it with like two hundred seventy two kilometers per hour. So like pretty fast but yeah didn't go the mission was mission 300 so wanted to go for 300 but uh yeah i didn't make it so i guess it wasn't the last video (laughs) i was gonna say back to the drawing board and yeah you're gonna go for it again you still got 300 we um we need another um another vehicle who 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 pulls me yeah um but yeah if we get another vehicle so if you have a contact to a Formula One Formula driver or something like Maybe that. Maybe two motorbikes, <laughs> like a chariot almost. Like yeah. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Both showing you. Yeah, what was this? Just like a sled of motorbikes to, to yeah. get you up to speed. Yeah, like we had we had like a pretty, pretty fast motorbike, like a Moto2, MotoGP, Moto2 bike. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fast. And on a track, uh, he rode alone with a motorbike and he got like 340 and I thought, like, yeah, we will make it, we will make it. And, like, uh, I was like a windshield, you know, behind yeah. there. Because, like, for me, the, the most important thing was that the whole bike is completely standard. Some mm. 
started from the tires to the wheels to to like everything it's 100 standard mm. with parts you can buy like everyone can buy mm. i was like the most important thing so i was standing completely in the in the wind down there and um yeah it was hard like i was like a windshield so we couldn't even get faster than um 272 and like the crazy thing to think about it took like five seconds to come from zero to 200 but from 200 to 272 it took like 54 45 seconds yeah. 45 sec yeah. uh, seconds it was like that was a hell of a ride. Like that's the that scariest was, part yeah, as well. Yeah, when yeah. you're like just waiting and waiting and waiting. And right. Did you get speed wobbles at all at that speed? Did you feel like you were kind of out of control? Or did it feel quite safe? No, I definitely feel like I'm completely out of control <laughs> because like the the most scariest part was at beginning at 250 because I was lying down on my bike. The wind came in from here and like I get pushed up and. I hold my bike, so I push my bike up too. Mm. So I was in really like nearly all the time. Like you can't really see it on camera, but for me, it felt like I'm riding like just a one wheel, like all the time. Yeah. And that was like maybe the scariest thing. And like the second scariest thing was like I couldn't really uh, put my put my head up because like the, <laughs> the wind was so well, in hard. In the helmet cam, it just looks like you're looking at the ground, but that's yeah, what yeah, you're, right. that's what you're actually doing. Right, because you it was going that fast that you're pretty much blind, like looking straight at your front tire. Right, the right. I wasn't really able to to put on my helmet. Yeah, like it was so hard. It was so hard. Like if you think about a, a motorcycle or something like that, you have like the windshield, and the wind goes goes over, over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have that, so it was like completely directly to the mm. wind it was so hard it was mm. so hard i know with i have a motorcycle at home and it doesn't ha it didn't have a front shield and i noticed when i brought one the difference it made with with force from the wind on your chest was ridiculous like it was it was night and day it was so much different so i can imagine yeah. that for you and did you also feel that if you did put like a windshield on it or did make the bike look like modified it would take away from the record because people would be like it's not a real like you can't buy that that's that's not a stock bike that's yeah. it's modified to the point where it doesn't seem relatable to the normal person yeah so if you look to the guinness world records um um guidelines mm. it's allowed to modify it i understand that but do you think that would take away yeah from right how the public right, right public, completely public yeah. viewed it yeah. they'd be like oh it's a spaceship it's right not a real right bike. right because like that's the thing um i guess like the mo the the most of guy, of the guys out there don't really know why I'm I got pushed by a, a motorcycle because like they say like hey you aren't able to ride it like downhill you aren't able to ride downhill that fast because like yeah. the free fall speed is around 230 yeah. so my mission was to ride 300 yeah. and there there was the like like getting getting a, a pull is like the only way how you can ride that fast yeah. so that's the reason why I, I it took the motorcycle and like also like the other thing like if you if you would pull like motorcycle tires on it mm. it's like every motorcycle would say like hey yeah man it's like nearly a motorcycle you yeah. know and for it that it's like take away from how right what it was actually like what the goal was to just have a stock bike Right, the fast, like you could ride that bike down a downhill track after that. Right, right, and definitely. And it was, it was, it was pretty hard because, or pretty cool because we did like a lot of testing, like a lot of testing, and we tested around, I would say like around fifty tires. Yeah. Because 
the problem was at first like we thought the project is done because um all the tires blew up at 280 like yeah. all the tires blew up blew up blew up uh, and then we found a tire how who hold it up. How did you test them? Was it like on a dyno or something? <laughs> yeah, it was like pretty interesting because like we went to uh, to Continental. It was like a long partner for me. There's like they say no, they won't be uh, interacted in the in the in the in the in the world record because like it's too dangerous for them. Then I searched for like a lot of other test stations, and they all say like they can't do it. Mm. And then uh, we said, hey, let's just build our own. Uh, testing station yeah and then uh, yeah uh two friends of mine build it like everything up and then we tested like <laughs> tires over tires over tires because you said it took almost a year from yeah when you started yeah. planning to when it actually went through with the test right right because like for me is the most important thing the guinness world record was not about getting the world record it was about to overcome that fear mm. and how do you overcome that fear you make it with like a good preparation. Mm. And so I had to make like, if you went, go like a little bit deeper in, in that, um, in that fear thing, like I always ask like myself, like four questions. If I have, uh, if I have fear, I always ask, ask myself like four questions. And uh, there's one, like the first one, uh, if I'm able to do it, like do I have the qualifications to do it? Yeah, definitely. Like everyone, nearly everyone can write that fast. And the second question is like, um, uh, is have I done everything for the safety? Mm. And that's like the thing, like the, the the track, pretty important. Is the track like pretty safe? Is my bike safe? Am I safe? Like, and uh, yeah, for that we had a lot of preparation. Mm. Did you? You said then, like you touched on the part about you do it to overcome the fear. Now I thought that was really interesting. Like we're we're in Austria at the moment. We're doing like the Scott thing, and like obviously we're chatting to a lot of like top athletes and when we did that we did a little game where you were kind of speed dating real quick and you had to ask questions and stuff and when i sat down with you it's like the first thing was kind of you talked about and touched on was like overcoming the fear is your big thing and i felt like that was super interesting straight away to like hear that and like we're sitting down talking like world champions and other people setting records but your thing was like i want to overcome fear and i'm like that's that's the kind of person i like to talk to because i find that so fascinating because i think a lot of people everywhere are so dominated by fear. Like they live in fear constantly and they're afraid to tackle it headfirst and overcome it. They just, they, they sit in it forever and they never, they never figure out why they're scared of something and they never want to overcome being scared of that. And I think you're the opposite where you go headfirst into it and go, I'm scared of this, but how do I not get scared of it and how do I overcome it and how do I like be resilient and like, strong and all these things that then make you like a better person in life in general and i think that's really really cool but i'm just i'm fascinated to know where you think that comes from that the idea to like go into fear head first like that's not a normal trait that people have and i feel like I, i'm just super interested in like where where that comes from with you <laughs> it's hard that's eh? like that's like a good question <laughs> like like because like um, yeah, that's a good question. Were, were you ever really afraid of something in the past that you overcome and then you yeah. you, you were like, oh man, that feels so good. And then yeah. that was the catalyst to where you are yeah. now. I guess like it was like a combination of a lot of projects because mm -hmm. like um, when I was young, like I had a big uh, fear of uh, from from sleeping, like hearing sounds and stuff like that. But then like on every project, 
you had to overcome that fear of like getting injured or even uh, jump the, the new big huge jump or something like that. And um, like with the time, I even thought more and even more about that whole thing. And then I was like, hey, it's like always the same. Like fear is like always the same. Mm. And and that was so interesting. Like the fear from what I had uh, at home, like with sleeping, like because yeah. like hearing a sound was all was was the same. Mm. Then like was the same fear than riding three hundred kilometers or even doing the world record with two hundred seventy two kilometers per hour. Mm. Because like when sleeping in the dark and hearing a noise, you have like um, one thing missing because like you don't know what's happening. Yeah. And that's the the thing you are missing. So that's the reason why you have your your fear. You you have fear. And like if I ride two hundred seventy two kilometers power, I also have fear because I don't know how everything reacts and what mm. can happen. Mm. So that's the thing. And like um, we we already talked down there. I know um, about the second thing of fear. Um, is like when you had a bad. Um, memories mm. uh, like, like talking in front of a group like trauma like, as a child yeah, yeah right yeah. and I guess like these are two things like the first thing uh, is like um, um, <laughs> if you don't know what's going on mm. then you become fear if, if you walk through a, through a dark dark wood mm. it's like you become fear because like you don't know what's going on mm. and like the second thing is um, because uh, when when you when you have bad um, bad memories of mm. that uh, but what I'm pretty what I f- think like is so interesting is, and that was a long journey to to think about it and to to realize that, like, fear is something good. Yeah. And and that's like, if you think about it, it's pretty hard because like fear is something good because like fear um, saves you from dying or saves you from being like pretty pretty injured or yeah. being like in a huge danger yeah so fear is good the problem with fear is that it's like a mental thing and the mind could not decide if the fear is oh i can talk it in german but not in english <laughs> if the <laughs> fear <laughs> is uh is um, almost like if it's real how to deal with it is that what, kind of what you mean like is the fear like i i, I think i know what you're kind of going to say but it's like it's like it's good to have it yeah but if you don't use it the right way it, yeah it can like yeah it, it can be worse it yeah right and 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 if you work on it you can overcome like nearly every every fear yeah because like if you really work on it you can overcome like nearly every fear and the point is if you can't really work on it the fear is good and saves you from doing like wild thing like mm. um if you if you if you do like a world's first or something like that or even mm. like some pretty crazy thing mm. and you have like a big big fear and you can't uh, even overcome that fear mm. yeah maybe the fear is good because it saves you from yeah. doing that yeah. and saves you from dying or even get injured pretty hard yeah. so I, th- I think it's like you know the whole idea of fight or flight yeah like we all have that instinct like either we stay in fight or we fly away and like abandon it and I think when it comes to fear like you get those two options you either stay in fight and you overcome it or you run away from it and i think sometimes it's safe to run like if a lion's trying to eat you and you're scared run like get away from it but if like for you if the fear of going that fast is something you want to overcome you work 
towards that yeah. and then in the process of working towards that and understanding the fear and then like I think once you understand the fear and why and then working it out and then growing as a person and understanding yourself better I think that's when you develop as a human being yeah. in in all aspects of life and like we talked about overcoming adversity through either like videos or racing or whatever like it yeah. just makes you a better person because you understand yourself better you understand others better it's like it's such a a good way to become a good person is to like overcome fear, whether it be in any aspect of sports or whatever it is. It's like, it, it just grows. It just grows. it so quick. Yeah. And like, um, these are like two very important points. And there is a third one. And for me, like to see, Oh, Hey, yeah, I have fear. And that fear is like, that is good. Mm. So I shouldn't do it because like, that's also like a good point to be like a good becoming even a better and better person mm. when you also also see like um you fight for it yeah you fight you really fight for it mm. but you realize hey man don't go over that limit yeah. because like fear is something good that saves you yeah. and like also like um go for it go really hard for it but also see when there's the limit yeah because and, like and understand when yeah. to pull back, when to push right. forward. Yeah, right, right. Like always fight for it, yeah. but see where's the limit. Yeah, and that's like I guess that's also like a point why I'm um I'm like writing professional or doing the like the video stuff since like seven years since 2015, and I never ever had like a really huge injury. Mm. Like I had l some problems with my shoulder, but that started like way early with like uh, playing soccer and stuff like that but i guess like that's the point like if you really know what you are doing and mm. thinking about what, you, what mm. you do um yeah it will save you i think it's like the whole risk control and like and knowing yourself enough to know like you said when to push and when to hold back because i think you see a lot of good athletes that are really good but they push too far and they don't understand their own capabilities and that can make them get in a lot of trouble when they try and do something they they know they can't really do but they try and do it anyway and then that's yeah. when you get injuries and shit yeah. turns bad pretty quick yeah completely completely yeah because you've been so you're saying you've been pretty injury free over yeah. over your whole career yeah completely like i've never broken something really yeah see that blows me away when i talk to athletes especially at your level or like any of our levels here and like you hear about people that have not broken a bone. I'm just like, oh my God. Like I've been, I feel like I've been lucky and I've still broken wrists and my heel. And I still, I still feel like I've been pretty lucky considering, but I know some people that, man, like they they just always hurt themselves. And yeah. I was like, you, maybe you need to change your approach because yeah. this isn't obviously working if you've got that many injuries. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's a little bit different like in, in, in uh, World Cup racing mm. because like, it like, you have that one weekend yeah. where you have like be prepared and like you have to go all in at mm. this weekend. And when I do like a video project, I plan it for like month. Yeah. It's like, a controlled environment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And uh, if I'm there and I'm not feeling it, I won't do it. But if yeah. you're on the race and you're not feeling it yeah. and you're last man standing you've got to go down <laughs> you yeah. got to go down you've yeah, got to right? throw everything at it right yeah yeah I think that's the thing it's like you can make your environment suit what your strengths are where we are even though we're racing a World Cup and that is our strength like if it starts raining for example yeah. and you're terrible in the rain you're a dry rider but you're the last man down it's raining you've got to 
kind of ride beyond what you think you're capable of because of that pressure and all that. Yeah. And that can create fear. Like that yeah, can be yeah, something you've yeah. got to overcome. And like, just for example, at Val de Sol recently, like I think a lot of top athletes, including myself, we, I was scared. Like it was, it was a really scary race and just overcoming that fear and blocking that out to do that job that you're paid to do is like, yeah. Sometimes like, I don't know if you have this, but sometimes I'll surprise myself with how I can disassociate fear from what I'm doing. Like, for example, at Leger World Champs, I had a massive crash first run race day morning, like tomahawk cartwheel, winded myself, got up, felt my body out, or I'm somehow okay. Hop back on my bike. Two seconds later, I'm back up to speed doing the next section. And it's just like after the race, I was like, like, that's not normal. That's not normal at all. And I think a lot of athletes, especially like, I think freestyle athletes are probably um, like people that do joyride and stuff yeah. like that. I think they can do it even better than downhill athletes because they're in front of this huge crowd and you just crash a double backflip. You've got to push right back up and then you've got to go do the same thing again. And like that blows me away, like how you can put that behind you yeah. on such a large stage yeah. and then just go and do it all over again. Like yeah. mentally, that's like, how do you recover from that and then go and do it? It blows, it blows me away. Do Completely. You, do you feel like you've even with that? Cause you do similar stuff where like, you've obviously going to have a crash or something, but it's like, you just block it out and then get on with the job. Do you find that something that you've like, you've had to work at or you've always kind of been like, Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll, I'll nail it now. And then you can do it. I guess the most important thing for me was uh, to think about why that crash happened mm. to learn about it. Because like always, make when you when you make mistakes, uh, it has a reason, and you should re learn out it or learn out of it. And that was the first thing I thought about it. But then like uh, went went all in again, yeah. Mm. But um, what did you say before? That's like pretty interesting because like that overcoming that fear um, that you're that you're pretty impressed how that really works. Mm. Because like also like. The whole strategy, like how I overcome overcome my fear, like with the four questions, is like I always had that in mind, and I always I already wrote it down, like even way before, um, or or even years or months before my world record. But then at the moment where I was standing there with a motorcycle, and like I thought, yeah, I had that four question, and like mm. everything was okay, and and I saw like, yeah, there will be no fear. Yeah. And it was like that, like for yeah. sure. I was sitting there on the on the behind a motorbike, and I was so excited to do it, and it was like zero percent fear, like zero. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like high intense. It was like like everything needs to be good at this moment. Like there was zero percent fear. Like yeah. I was completely in my tunnel, and it was I was so fascinated that like all the theory in yeah. before yeah. like worked out like so Perfect, good yeah there's like there was there w i was pretty impressed about that because like you can talk a lot like like you know what i mean like mm. we can talk a lot about uh, about feel like how it works yeah. but even like this this shit really worked and yeah. it's like it was so cool i think it's just like the preparation you put into the the thing that you're trying to overcome like if you can put good preparation and it like it takes work like it takes a lot of work i think a pe people see you where you are now and what you're doing is like, oh, you don't have that fear. But like we all like, yes, in that moment you didn't have it, but you didn't have it but because of the preparation you put in. You right. had a year of work leading up to that to overcome that. 
And I thought about today because you know how he did the presentation in front of everyone? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I told you, but when I was a kid, I was I was terrified of public speaking. I couldn't stand up in front of a, a, a group of... I was, I was petrified of it and I hated it because it was like... It was a fear that I like... I lived with every day and I'd go to school and I'd have to stand up to do like a speech or a presentation. Yeah. Uh, 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 I would freeze up. I would, I would, I, I, I felt sick. I felt yeah, physically yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. And then today, like I had a bit of fear before I got up, but I was like excited to do it. And then it was funny. People laughed. I felt good. And I was like, sweet. And then we won the, the thing. And I was like, <laughs> to see like to, for me to look at myself, just say my 11 year old self could see me in front of, yeah. and this is in front of like world champions, people that I've looked up to, like, and it's just like to overcome that. That was like a big win for me yeah. just to be able to do that. But it's like the preparation that I've had with like doing interviews at World Cups, doing the podcast now. Like I've created an environment for myself to defeat the fear or yeah. like or, or have the preparation to overcome the fear. And it's so cool, like you said, when you can find something that that was like crippling through fear that then you can do easily and it makes you feel good. Oh man, like that's a... If you can help someone overcome their fear, and, yeah. then, and it's it's so empowering, and you get so much strength from that, and I'm sure that's how you've felt when you've done these things as well. Yeah. It's like, like you make fear your bitch kind of thing, and it's, yeah, right. it's cool. It's right. really cool. Like, and there's like that's so cool to see. Like, um, well, like the academy I have, it's like we we talk so much about that fear thing and like becoming like mindset and stuff like that. And it's like the greatest thing to see people like overcoming their fear and even like doing it like because like making a photo with a superstar or even like a, a writer like us yeah it's cool they say like hey you are inspiring me great but if a, a junior comes to you and say like hey I overcome that fear because of you yeah. and I did that it's yeah. like that's like the best feeling ever like it's, I love it's that. so real isn't yeah. it it's so real like yeah, you've, yeah, helped, yeah, you've right. helped in a positive way and it's yeah. like you don't know how that Im is going to impact their life and it will impact their life because yeah, yeah, like, yeah forever yeah and it's just like it's like you plant a tree or something and yeah. it's like you don't you might not be there but the thing keeps growing and yeah. it's growing in a yeah positive way yeah it's really cool the way you can and i think that's a really cool part of our job is and that's the reason i really enjoy the doing this podcast is i feel like it's like such a a good platform to encourage and inspire and and really push good ideas, especially to people like, well, younger kids, because I know a lot of younger kids listen to this. And I feel like you said, like, if you can impact their life in a positive way yeah. moving forward, it's like everyone wins. Like, yeah. it's such a cool, and it's, and it's so easy for us now with social media and how we can distribute it. It's, yeah, it's, right. it's insane. Because, like, the cool thing, and, and like, maybe it is like for everyone who, 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 who listened to this podcast, is like mountain biking is so much more than just mountain biking, than yeah. just riding this bike. Like, I always say with, like, the things, like, if you're learning a new trick on a mountain bike, do you just try it once? Yeah. No, you don't. Do you do you, do you give up? No, not really. You try, 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 and try hard till you make it. And in, re in life, like, just take that thing yeah. from mountain biking to real life. Yeah. And like, yeah, talk to girls and 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 make things and yeah. and and go for it yeah. and try it and even if you if you lose once, try it again. Yeah. And don't be afraid of like doing doing like 
things no one ever have be, uh, done before or even like your family says like oh i wouldn't do that because like you have a safe job but you're passionate something different then yeah. go for it yeah. man w what can happen what what can happen like exactly. nothing it builds a lot of resilience doesn't it yeah like it teaches you that if you fail get back up yeah. go again keep right. going forward do what you love like it's right yeah, like the culture of mountain biking is a very positive uplifting in, like in, environment and culture to be a part of like you said it's more than just riding your bike it's yeah, like right. it, it teaches you so many life skills that then you can put back into it which is right insane i definitely have to have to um listen to like uh, some podcasts of you like, like because like uh, uh you like there are so many interesting people in there so like it's like so cool to hear like pros yeah going in there Oh. <laughs> <laughs> pros like going in there and like seeing how they feel about their sport and mm. how they uh, what they have learned in their mm. sport and what they want to give like to all the people out there like that's so interesting so i'll definitely to hear in in the podcast oh sick yeah i also wanted i wanted to touch as well because obviously you've got a lot of passion about inspiring and helping kids so you have your academy which we um which you touched on the other night. So this was something that you've wanted to do for a while and it's an online academy that kids or anyone can... Is it for kids or kind of anyone can sign up for it? Kind of anyone. Anyone can sign up yeah. for it if they want. And you've got 12 employees now. Yeah. And it's... I'll let you explain it, but what I got, it's an online-based course and it kind of just helps you with all aspects of becoming a rider, whether it be learning tricks, getting sponsors, learning how to ride better, presenting yourself better to sponsors yeah. all of that that's kind of the basis creating content I, right creating content everything yeah. how did that come about and what's your goal with that now <laughs> that's like a cool story because um in 2015 when like everything started with our videos we always thought about hey let's make an app with like every trick in there that could be so cool and that was always like in my mind like hey one day when when we have time um, like we want, we I will go for for an app with like every trick in there, and I was like, um, we always know, we always know that it, it's gonna be a lot of work to do, and then like in 2017, 18, 19, or twenty, uh, I had with my clothing brand my own team uh, team riders, mm. and it was so cool, like. To help the team fires, uh, team fires. Sorry, in German. To help the team riders uh, to become sponsors or to help them uh, making good videos and to to sponsor them to help them. And it was so cool to see what what they reached, like how cool the videos turned out. And then I said, like, hey, I should definitely go for it. Yeah. I should do it because like why can I make it like a professional like a platform mm. where like everyone can learn what I have learned in my career mm. and like why can I give it to like everyone mm. and uh, yeah then uh, two years ago I started creating like the Sanders Academy yeah. uh, and it was like yeah there's like every trick in there you can you can think about it on uh, mountain biking even like uh, from like body position to front flipping like yeah. everything um but also like everything about mindset because like for me it's like if you watch a youtube tutorial yeah cool the 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 coach say yeah and now uh backflip turn back yeah congrats but if i'm not in the 
if I don't have the mindset yeah. to turn back, how should that work? Yeah, you had to prep yourself to actually go right. through with it. Yeah, right. And uh, then then I came with the idea to make it like also like the part with mindset in there. And then like, oh yeah, sponsors. Hey, we have to talk to people. How it works with sponsors? How it really works? Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah, it's like becoming so huge, and we we're like uh, around two hundred videos in there. And um, yeah, it's pretty successful. And um, how many how many athletes or how many people have signed up now? Um, we started uh, three months ago, so it's online three months ago, and we already have like uh, two hundred twenty, two hundred thirty guys in there. Like it's growing quite, it's quite twenty quick, yeah. to uh, yeah twenty guys a week. And what's the name of it? Sorry, Zenders Academy. Zen. Like for sending it, yeah, like yeah. to pushing like pretty hard. Yeah. Um and uh, like the writers in there are like the senders. Yeah. Uh, and um yeah, like the cool thing about it is and I never thought that the pro progression of all the writers in there is like huge. Mm. I'm in the scene like since two thousand fifteen and like doing this kind of stuff. And yeah, I've seen doing uh, a man or a kid doing a wheelie in like two or three days, but the progression in there is how good they are writing and like with uh, with with our method we have a method how we learn new tricks mm. and they work so good like 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 so good yeah and um it's the coolest thing i've ever had and like last week or weekend we had our first uh, festival like from the sanders academy like i've never seen something like that like i've been to many festivals i've been to many events with like uh autogram sessions and signing sessions and writing but that was like another level because like they are really they're progressing it. so yeah, quick yeah, yeah. and like they are so motivated yeah yeah i think that's such a cool thing because it's like something that i think we've we're missing in mountain biking for sure like you see in motocross they have motocross yeah. schools where right. kids go like obviously in in every other sport like soccer football yeah all that, that like in america like they've they've literally you go to school to learn your sport yeah and then the education side's kind of like an add-on where with mountain biking it's like even when i went to school it was like what do you mean you want to be a mountain biker yeah. that's not yeah. a that's not a profession that's not a job where right. like kind of yes yeah. it is and yes it can yeah, right. be and if you can like like make a school like that or a an academy and it's not seen as like, oh, you're just wasting your time. It's like, no, this can be a proper job. Yeah. This is how you like market yourself. This is how you learn new tricks. This is how you integrate your social media with your other social media like yeah. YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and whatever else there is. Yeah. And like that's a real skill that we're not being taught. And that when because when I when I first became a pro athlete, man, like no one gives you the guidebook on how to do it. You, right. you make it up as you go. And right. like you figure, you do figure it out eventually, but you, it's like, if I knew that at the start, yeah. would I be way further ahead now? Yeah. Like would that, would that make me progress? Would, would I be two, three years ahead of where I could be? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, if you can learn from people's mistakes, yeah. you, you progress so much quicker. And I think that's what yeah. you're, you're giving well, I wouldn't say kids, but like whoever wants to join, the opportunity yeah. to progress way right. quicker than they, right. they would normally. And I think that's like so invaluable to have that. And it's obviously, I think it's obviously working already and it's going to be something yeah. to right. see in the future that's going right. to be really cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I don't want to make like a, an advertise out of, it, out of it because like it's completely in German. So I think most of uh, of of, uh, of the guys who are listening to this podcast are like in 
in English. But I've like got some um, German listeners. Yeah, there's yeah, some yeah, German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's even weird, dude. I was like my this podcast for some reason I got a notification and I think it, it was like one of the top sports podcasts in Slovenia Slovenia. <laughs> and I was just like, What? <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like They all come from Kranskagoro. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. It was so random. I was like, I look I just got a thing on like I don't know what it was on like my podcast. Yeah. Uh, platform like app and it's just like you have been rated like 11th in sporting for um slovenia oh yeah and i was like that's random but yeah you, i have a little map of all the countries that download yeah. it and they're out like yeah like oh, yeah, germany's yeah, actually on there yeah. as well so yeah for sure but but what i want to say like something like the sanders academy like this mm. academy like it's not on the market and mm. i don't really understand it because like um it's something completely new and like you know all this stuff from skiing like especially in Austria, like from mm. skiing or in in the united states like with with uh with motocross and stuff like that mm. my vision is to have uh my own uh my own school like really my own school where you can learn like math and english and yeah. stuff like that and riding bikes yeah. and uh yeah that's my dream um and uh, working that's a, on re- that's a and realistic thing yeah. though because there's ski schools yeah, completely. Ski schools are a completely. thing. It's not like yeah. this is like a new concept. Yeah, this right. is a, a real thing. The sport you just want to do is just new compared to skiing yeah, or, right. or football or like any of that right. stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's like a really right. achievable goal, I think. And you know what? Like for me, it's like so important for me. I wish I had someone like when I was young, yeah. someone who said like all this stuff to me, like for sure, like in this in in the Zenos Academy, there's like it's like one hundred percent made from me. Like every script, every video is one hundred percent made from me. Mm. And like everything I know, and like everything, how we get, if you want to say like famous, um, it's like everything in there. How we get the viral videos, how we get the hundred million f- views. Like there's like everything in there, and like because like if you want, you can learn. Like yeah, you can learn how it's done and that's like so cool like yeah i really i can uh, uh, i guess you can feel it like always when i'm talking about the sanders academy i get like you get really excited <laughs> yeah I get, like, you're, so passion- you're, you're passionate stoked, about like, it you're really yeah, talking talking yeah. like yeah i'm so passionate about it and um yeah it's like a uh, good uh, good times ahead and progression of the riders so cool to see and mm. yeah i love it no i'm i'm super excited to see where that goes that's something like i think is gonna yeah, bright, bright future. I was going to ask you as well because I, I I looked through your Instagram the other day and I saw um, you're a big advocate for ice baths. Is that something you would bring into the school, or like, or would you put that as something that you would encourage people to do? Because I'm a I'm a big advocate for ice baths for yeah. not only recovery but comes back to the the fear thing yeah. and overcoming. Yeah, and I think it's like it condenses. I think I think ice baths condense learning and fear into a small window so for for example like when you want to learn something new whether it be a new language a new trick or new ever you have the fear of failing that you have to overcome when you hop in an ice bath you have the fear of the cold that you have to overcome and you 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 come up with these excuses in your head why you shouldn't it's going to be hard you could crash all these things and you have this internal battle with yourself about how it's not going to work out or how it's going to suck or blah 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 anyway you finally overcome it to the point where you're like i'm gonna try it 
and that might be trying a trick, trying to speak a new language or in this example, hopping in the ice bath yeah. and you hop in the ice bath and it sucks. It's yeah. cold. You hate it. You're learning the new trick. You keep crashing. You right. hate it. You stay in a little bit longer. You keep practicing. It gets a bit better. It gets a bit better. You start to breathe better. You start to focus on the things you need to focus on. Oh, it's not actually that bad now. Oh, I'm starting to land these tricks. Oh, I'm starting to put sentences together. Right. And you're like, oh, it's fine. And then by that like 10 minute mark in an ice bath, you're super relaxed. You're enjoying it. If you're learning a trick, you can do the trick now. You're happy. When learning a language, you can speak it clearly. But it's like it condenses that same process down. And that's why I really enjoy ice baths, not just for the recovery side of things, but it's a, it's a battle every yeah. day. It's overcoming yeah. a fear. And it's something that you don't want to do. Like I'd never, I never am like, yep, I can't wait to hop in a freezing cold bit of water for a while. But every time I hop out, I feel accomplished and I yeah. feel good. Right. And is that something you feel a similar way? Completely the same. Like <clears throat> I don't do ice bath because of like uh, recovery or stuff like that. Maybe it will help. But for <laughs> me, it's just a mental game. Yeah. It's like, how you say it? Like it's every time like you think about, oh, I have to go into the ice bath later. <sighs> No, and it's like every time, like, that's like a cool thing because, like, it's like the challenge, like, every day, like, yeah. like hopping into this ice pack and then you don't really do it. Yeah. But uh, you, you don't really want to do it. But this is like the challenge, like, to, 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 to make, make one thing mm. every day you don't want to do. Mm. It's like, and it's like so cool. And, and how you say it, if you hop in, it feels so so cold yeah. but if you go out it's like oh yeah it's, you like, get to the it's point. like great and you're like a new man yeah and um yeah pretty like that because like always like of overcoming that fear every day all day and also like uh going out of the comfort zone i pretty yeah. like that because like we are always in our own bubble mm. like doing like oh hey i will uh come home and then like sitting from of the tv station or something like that hey go out of the comfort zone and do something that like that really hurts yeah and that's that, that, that's what i love yeah no i think i think that's a really cool point and and i guess like that's also like a point where you where you feel that you that you live you know what i mean yeah it's like it, it sounds a little bit crazy or like uh yeah but it's it's so cool that doing it like every day and like yeah that's yeah cool. and that's the thing i think if you can get up and do something you really don't want to do And then I think it just it just convinces you like, oh, I didn't want to do that and I did it and I feel better for it. So then the next thing that you might have to do, which might be studying or going to the gym or something else, you'd be like, I don't really want to do that. But I felt good from doing that thing that I didn't want to do. So I'm going to go do it. Yeah. And I think it just starts that like, it gets the wheels moving and gets you in motion. Because yeah. I think that's like, I think high achievers and people that really accomplish stuff they're just really good at doing the things they don't want to do. Right. And they do it that often that then it becomes a thing they do want to do. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't think anyone, well, there might be some people, but a lot of people are like, I don't always want to train. I don't always want to do the things I don't want to do, yeah. but you get really good at doing them. And yeah. then when you get better at doing them, it's like, for me, I know when I'm in off-season mode and I'm not training properly and I'm eating kind of crap, like, I don't want to go to the gym. But if I'm going to the gym every day, you get in a routine, you get in a rhythm, it's like, I want to go there. I yeah. want to lift weights. I feel good. Like, you feel stronger. Yeah. So it's like that repetition of overcoming something, which is, yeah. I think, if you can if you can make your whole life around that, it's, man, yeah. you can overcome a lot. And you know what? Like, the two most inspiring person in my life I met 
were because I I pushed myself and I got in contact with them. And like doing this this phone calls you don't want to do like yeah. and writing the messages you don't want to write. And uh, out of that, I got in contact with like two of very inspiring persons who are like uh, also like part of the whole game now. As like, do your fucking calls you don't want to do. Like, yeah. do it. And like, I I I can remember the day like uh, the one guy who's like the most inspiring person person in my life. Um, do you want to mention his name or do you? Uh, do you want to keep it? You don't really. Will know it. It's like a, a big um, entrepreneur from Germany. Um, He'll know it though. He could listen. We got some German. <laughs> yeah, we like, got some German listeners. Uh, he's like Pascal Fay. His no, name is Pascal Fay. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was like pretty interesting because like he's also like a shareholder in the Sanders Academy. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was I was always like listen to to his podcast to his YouTube videos because like he's like a huge entrepreneur like and with like a big mindset and talking about the mindset stuff and like that entre entrepreneurship uh, kind of stuff and uh i listened to his videos and he said one day like what uh, i want to do like is it like working the whole day or am i or, or do you want to go to whistler to shred my bike and i said like you are riding bikes <laughs> That was pretty cool, and then I got to Instagram to to yeah. to 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 stalk him on Instagram because like I I didn't follow him on Instagram, and then I saw like oh hey, he is following me, that is cool, <laughs> and then I was it's a little win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird, weird. Like it was so cool, and um, and then uh, I was sitting. I can remember that that moment when I was sitting there and thought about should I write him or should I not write him. And then the first day I didn't do it. Mm. And the second day I wrote him. I wrote him. And uh, yeah, it's like it's three years ago I wrote him and wrote him. And um, yeah, he's now uh, in the team. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, like a, so cool. a friend of mine used to say a no is better than a nothing. Yeah. So it's like if, yeah, you, right. if you ask and they say no, you know. Yeah. If they if you say nothing, you never know. Yeah, and right. And I don't want to die not knowing. So I just ask the question. It's going to be awkward if it's a no, but... You understand and on to the next. Yeah, like keep right. moving forward. But yeah, ask the, you never know. Like you never know. Yeah, right. And like obviously, yeah, that fear was holding you back and you overcome it. And you, yeah. Now he's a part of the team that yeah, you, right. yeah, you're so passionate about. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's like, um, I guess that's, a, that's the most important thing. Like go for the calls you don't want to do and go for the things you don't want to do. Because like maybe not now, maybe not in one week, maybe not in one year, but someone it will definitely pays off. Mm-hmm. Just keep going forward. Yeah. I was going to ask you on it. This is kind of a bit off topic to that, but because <clears throat> you started um, doing videos with Fabio yeah. and that was a thing that I guess like launched both of your careers. And right. did you ever expect it to get as big as it has or was it kind of just like you were hanging out with a buddy, having fun and it kind of just turned into this monster that it is today with the amount of followers and videos and yeah. it's it, it's grown quite quickly for how big it yeah. is now for both of you. Was that... Did you expect that and did it kind of go quicker than you thought or how did it all play out? You know, like our dream as uh, as the guys uh, where we were before were like uh, doing this studying and all the kind of shit. Uh, it was, we dreamed of being like a professional writer or something like that and dreamed of having a lot of followers. But you know, you know, well, like um, when we started, there were only like two ways how to be a pro in riding bikes. The first thing was becoming a World Cup racer. 
And the second thing was to do like um, uh, competitions and like slope style and stuff like that. Mm. There were nearly no one like doing that video kind mm. of stuff and the, just that social media stuff. And so we created our own niche where we are in there now. And that was like pretty cool because like we completely slipped in there because like, yeah, we dreamed of having a lot of followers. Yeah, but not that amount you know like we are reaching so many yeah, guys with that with that people. yeah with that with that sh- i don't want to say with that shitty videos you know like it's like these are just like videos we did like over years we did like videos mm. and so many guys like following us and and we inspired so many guys and that 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 is crazy like that you can grow with videos grow so fast but the thing is like um from we started in 2015 and it went like so fast. Mm. It went so fast. Like we started with the first videos, first episodes, like the six series. I think, first the, episode. I think the timing was perfect because that's was when the Instagram right. was starting to really right. pick up momentum. Like obviously YouTube had been around forever, right. but that's when I think right. there was a big shift right. to content. Right. And I and think you guys fell into it in the perfect time. Right. And also like it was the perfect time. Yeah. Because like also like the mountain bike in- industry grows, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the 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 whole mountain bike industry grows like with bikes, but even with like bike parks. Because like when we started, like my nearest bike park was like six hours away from my home. Yeah, and, like everything grows, and we're like we had the perfect momentum. Uh, there was um, yeah. yeah, like everything played together, and then we made like all like the big videos, um, and uh, yeah, then like everything works together, and um. Yeah, pretty pretty stoked about how that everything that turned out. That was a perfect place, perfect yeah. time. Hey, yeah, right. Did you? But uh, but the thing I w- I always thought about. Everyone knows this. Like a lot of guys know the six series. Yeah. No, a lot of guys know the six series. But um, there are there's no one who is trying to copy that thing mm. because like normally like in other. In, in any other niche, like, all the guys try to copy things to, to be, like, successful. Mm. Like, no one tried it the same. Like, even with the big videos. Like, if you look, like, in the German market, in, like, German-speaking market with, like, mountain bike riders, mm. there are the same five or six pro riders who have, like, a lot of following in Austria, on Germany and Switzerland since six or seven years. There's yeah. no one new in there. Yeah, one, Corbinia, my best friend, yeah. but he's the only one. Yeah. And that's like, I don't I don't know why, because like social media is growing and growing and growing. You have TikTok and everything. Like like uh, you can go pre-pre-viral, but no one is there. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just kind of plattered out, isn't yeah. it, with the top guys? Yeah. Because it has... It's been something for me as well that I find super interesting. It's like for a World Cup level, like we have like obviously Andreas Kobe has been at the yep. top and, and David Trummer, but before them and even I find it surprising they're like the two top Austrian guys. There's there's Max for for Germany, but we don't have any real German yeah. top riders and it just it, it it baffles me that we have very little top european riders like there's yeah, so right. many like yes obviously there's there's france and there's england 
but like there's not that many Italians, there's not that many Austrians, there's not many Germans, there's like no one from Croatia, no yeah. one from Greece. Like it, it's I don't get like why is there so many fast Australians? Like we live on the other side of the world <laughs> yeah. and we don't have mountains, like we have some hills and I'm like and they're even New Zealand man, yeah. for example, South Africa. It's yeah. like why is it that we race predominantly in Europe yeah. but then there's not top European athletes yeah, right, and it's right. like I guess it's the same thing for you. Well, you asked the question I was like why isn't there more people doing it yeah. they've seen the success yeah. they live yeah, here right. it's right. like why isn't someone going okay let's jump grab a hold of this and like make it work and yeah, right. yeah I'm I'm baffled by it as well I don't yeah. I don't get it it's like yeah 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 it's it, like it, I, I talk with so many guys about that because like I don't get it like like it could be like it's possible you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and like we are like the seven the, the the same six or seven guys since 2016 yeah like, that, that is like crazy and it's not like and you guys are doing it so well it's yeah. not like it's like the proof's in the pudding like it's there it's like yeah. you, you you can do it well yeah, we yeah. are doing it well we have a massive following we do have a cool job yeah why don't you try this and it's yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm really not sure why that's not more. But of a but also in the racing, like what you said, I didn't th uh, thought about that. Like Andy Kolb and uh, and like David Trauma, like they are also like in the business. Like Andy, like uh, was pushing hard this season, like mm. pretty, pretty, pretty hard. But he's also like World Cup racing since since five or six years. Yeah, he's like also like a long time in the scene. Yeah. Like they're like no one new in there like germany the same like Mar M max is also like yeah. riding since yes yeah, so and there's no new yeah new right. blood in it kind of thing yeah like they yeah. even like yeah they have been around for a while now and like they have been like building and building and now they've kind yeah. of peaked but there's not like there's not that many guys behind them that are coming through which yeah, right. is like i don't know why yeah, i really right. don't know why i guess like we only had we only had like one guy who's like who's new and young who's like coming into into World Cups now. It's like Noah Hoffman, maybe. maybe yeah, 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 yeah. But but he's like like also like the only one, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But it's quite strange as well because France has got no one in their junior ranks right now. They have they are dominating in elite. They have arguably the top three fastest yeah. guys in the world right now. And then there's no juniors. Uh, yeah. well, no, well, there is juniors, but there's no fast juniors. Oh, yeah? And then there's a gap, but then there's like younger than juniors, like 14, 15, 16. There's a heap of fast ones. So there's almost like this generational gap that's about to be filled by these younger kids that are 14, 15, 16. But it's just like, why is there a gap? Yeah. Like, why is there yeah. a gap? And it's, I, it's so interesting to me. I was like, because obviously I think to become a really good athlete or really good at your sport, you need people to bounce off. Yeah. And I feel like if there's not that person to like pave the way and give you a target to aim for, it's like, it's hard for everyone to be lifted. Yeah. Right. It's what is it? What's the, like, um, there's a saying where it says like, I think it's like high tides lift all ships. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. if someone starts succeeding, like you did or Fabio or something, then the group around you, everyone gets lifted whether it be from like progression, pushing each other or just the, the fact that you've got more eyes on one of you. So then there's more eyes on everyone. Yeah. And I think in the French mountain biking world, that's why like, I think Luke Bruni was a, like, I think I, I don't, like he obviously, he gets a lot of credit, but I think he is the, re well, one of the big reasons that the French are so successful. Yeah. And obviously like they had um, Fabian before that and everything, but I yeah. think he, did, he played such a good role and he also showed that you could have fun and be chilled and I think he changed the whole 
perspective of like French races because they were all serious and not fun. And he came out and he was fun. He joked. He had a good time. And yeah. then he was becoming world champion. And everyone was like, oh, shit, we can be that guy. And then I think Amri fed off that as well and did yeah. it. And Loris. And it's like this new generation of French yeah, guys that yeah. are the fastest in the world. But they're also they've changed the whole image of what French downhill races were. And I, I think Luke had a big part. I think they all did, but I yeah. think Luke in particular was like the spearheading that movement. I, I think it's quite cool. Completely, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's like, I think you guys have done that, obviously, in the more free ride video content creation kind of world. Yeah. And I guess it's like, but I'm surprised that no one else has seen that, like you said, and, and, and try to recreate that and copy it and like right. feed off what you've done and then build themselves up it's just like right. but i'm not sure if maybe it's going to come soon and there's going to be a new generation of kids that are like a year behind or a few years behind <laughs> you, you know like i don't really know like there are so you know it too like there are so many fast young guys like 12 year old who like destroy like everything <laughs> yeah. like i i made like for myself a, a little record um maybe you know Svislades. it was like a bike park um, where I did 50 suicide no hands in one run. Really? And uh, a week after, a 12-year-old guy wrote me on Instagram that he made 45. Uh, no, um, uh, um, 55. Uh, no, um, 65. Uh, f- 54. Sorry, 54. So like five lesser than me. And I was all like, hey, man, you were 12. Like, yes, you're not like, doing that. Stop, you were 12. Stop, yeah. <laughs> like, when, when, when I think back, like, when I was 12, I didn't. I couldn't even walk straight, you know? Yeah, and they're, they're already at like, that level. Yeah, it's like crazy. I'm just going to close this window real quick. Yeah, it's like, um, but I want, what I wanted to say, like, I guess we also had a conversation yesterday, or was it with you? No, I don't really think. Uh, I think it was with Danger Home. Yeah. Um, we talked about that, in my opinion, like, there are a lot of guys who try to make videos, but the problem is they just want to stand out in the scene. So it's all about just making an edit or video where they ride in style and making like completely new tricks Mm. or, or not completely new, but tricks you've already seen before but who are like pretty stylish Mm. and uh, then they make their edit but that's not the way how like we did it and that's not the way how we uh made made it so so successful you know what i mean because Mm. like we also have like a lot of followers out of the mountain bike scene Mm. because like if you want to reach like a lot of people also outside of mountain biking Mm. or even if you want to reach that amount of people that are not in the mountain bike scene Mm. you have to you have to make you have to tell stories Mm. and even like with my dream girl for example the video is like it's yeah it's good writing but it's like combined with like a story like everyone knows yeah and i guess that is something what what misses like everyone tries to make like the next huge edit yeah but no one is like thinking more about it there's a they and and also like next thing is like what fabian me did we don't even just uh booked a videographer mm. um who make like uh, hey yeah let's go and film this video and this edit we always saw like hey it's like the action must be seen at the best. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, if, like, for example, if, like, to this side, 
there's it looks shitty to this side it looks beautiful but mm. the trick looks way better or the action looks way better to this side yeah i will film from this side definitely yeah. and the, the, yeah, you the video folk, has to yeah. be and if you have like a normal filmmaker like it's always like oh yeah it looks beautiful right there we make it here yeah. there was the point where like i guess uh, there was really special like fabio and me we said hey the video we make the video like, yeah we the filmer doesn't like you direct right. you're the director that's right. the, that's the thing it's like right. when a when a videographer and a writer come together yeah. i feel like the videographer films it how they want it to be filmed yeah. right and you write it as the writer where you i feel like you and fabio are the writer and the director right and that's what people are like yes the filming is great but the director is the one that directs yeah, right. the whole movie and that's right. the it gives you the final product yeah right like um in eva would say like in german yeah <laughs> i would say like um i always say like this thing that um if you have like all the all the filming guys they just want to make cool movies to show it on their facebook group on on filmemacher österreich in germany <laughs> uh, it's like filmmakers also yeah, in german like facebook group. oh they made a new new video like oh look how beautiful it is yeah. it and then and, and how the transitions are i don't care about transitions and how beautiful it is yeah. i care about the action the story yeah and and that's the most important thing and like also like if you go to companies i guess like there are they they just make make or a lot of them just make commercials because they look beautiful mm. hey you have to make something that that sells you know what i mean mm. and i guess like uh we we had that kind of thing in our head to make it like that and i guess like that's the point like what I see that is smithing mm. uh, with like a lot of guys like I think, videos. I think when you say storytelling, like that is a massive thing that is, I feel like is almost lost in social media. Yeah. Like it's a time now where you, it's, it's junk food, it's quick content, it's 10 seconds of, yeah, like raw. I know you don't agree fully yeah. with this, but like I feel like a, lo a lot of it, not all of it, is like really quick like hitting a berm really cool and that's going to get heaps of views. Yeah. But like you say, if you can tell a story, then I think you get relatability by people that don't know mountain biking. Like for example, my mum could watch it yeah. and she understands the whole chasing your dream girl. It's like, right. oh, he's, he's trying to catch the girl. That's right. kind of cool. That's right. romantic or that's whatever. And she can relate to that story where she can't relate to like a mountain. Like, yeah, she knows mountain biking because I do it, but yeah. it does, like, it does, right. it, 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 like your, your audience becomes so much smaller because yeah. like mountain biking is a niche market right. but if you can do videos that then can be ex not accepted what would you say like understood by the great like by everyone yeah. it's like that's why you're getting 100 million views yeah, right. because people are like watching that right. story and I think like for example like Danny McCaskill they when he does his videos I think that's the thing he, he it's a story yeah right and it, he adds this like insane bike skills to a story and yeah. that's the thing it's like you don't just have one you've got to have both yeah and also like what danny uh pretty made pretty pretty good and what we also try to is like to bring the action to everyone like what what do i mean with that um if like if you do like a 20 meter double backflip in the woods like a normal a normal guy can't really imagine how big this is you know what yeah. i mean because like he has never ever seen before like a, a jump in the woods who is like so big mm. and but if you are going to jump like a stair set he already walked up yeah. it's like oh man 
I know how big this is yeah. because like I walk on this shit like every 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 day. Yeah. Like this is immense. Like and that's like the thing. Like we 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 also like brought our stuff into the city, mm. um, and uh, to everyone that that they can, uh, that they can think about. Oh yeah, that oh that is big mm. because like in a mountain you don't really you can imagine. Like if if I if I think about my mom. It's like always my mom. My mom is uh, uh, is is uh, like lying in front of the of the of the screen and and watching like um, YouTube videos, and you can see it exactly with her. Like if there is something in the woods, for her it's like, oh yeah, you you jumped down there. Yeah. And if it's some like it's like a two meter gap in the city, yeah. she's like, oh. Yeah, you didn't do that. You can you can relate to it. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's so much more right. relatable. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's all like really simple stuff, isn't it? But it's like actually trying to like it's relatability, storytelling, yeah. and action. But I guess like put the, into yeah, right. But I guess like the 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 point was like storytelling. Like I, for my opinion, like not really a lot of guys don't really want to do it. Like because like also like my team writers, like a lot a lot of them. I always say to them, "Hey, try to try to try to tell the story," mm-hmm. um, and they say like, "Ah, oh, I want to make an edit, you know, like an an, an stylish, uh, cool writing edit." And mm-hmm. it's like, "Yeah, that's that's cool, like like for sure, that's that's really really cool." But if you want to go, if you want to make a living out of it, mm-hmm. that's maybe yeah, you can do it if your uh, your name is Brandog or Semenak. Yeah, but no, um, not. Uh, if you are not in there not everyone yeah not yeah, everyone right. can pull that off do you find as well with when we talk about before like you're when you're do, doing your video stuff like you obviously have a team of people around you um, whether it be videographers or other writers and stuff have you, like have you obviously chosen that team quite wisely or like you've put a lot of effort into the people how you want it and I guess it's like you obviously have your filmer now and that's someone that you've worked with for a long time it's like what was like the kind of how did like how did that all come about and like it do you find it quite good to keep like quite a small circle yeah, of, of friends to work together because it just works well yeah the most important thing for me was to always to have like my filmer completely living with me not just working with me the filmer living with me because like we have to wipe together mm. uh, and we have to be like best friends and we have to see like sit on a couch in the evening and like thinking about stuff and uh, that was like the most important thing and also like the other thing what was pretty important for me that he is he that we can talk together and he can change his style Mm. because like I don't want to have a filmmaker who just does his filmmaking stuff Mm. I want to do I want to have him to understand what I think Mm. to make him feel like me and to create that stuff that works. You know what I mean? It's like hard to say. Yeah, like ad- adapt and change. Yeah, right, right. Adapt if, and change. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And like, because like that's pretty hard because like a lot of filmmakers, they, they have their, that's like good. They have yeah. their thing and their style. They, and have, they, a, go, they, go have, like they have a formula and if it's worked for yeah, now, right. it'll work later. Yeah, right. But yeah, I get what right. you mean. And I want to have like a filmer who, who understands me and who want to do it like that because he sees, oh, that was successful. And there was like two things that, that that are pretty successful. I don't care about like at the moment of like the mobi- maybe the talented, the most talented filmer ever. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, 
I don't think that you have to be the talented one. You have to like work pretty hard, and, like uh, being a, a pretty good friend and understanding like everything how it works. And um, then that's it. Like how you said, I think a good edit who will go viral uh, won't work if you just uh, call another filmer who hey let's do a video yeah let's do a video together that yeah. won't really work yeah that it, it's it will get a, a cool edit to watch. It's yeah. cool, but it won't go viral and it won't, won't make your career. It won't have the best result, yeah. will it? No, I, I agree. Fully. I guess like it will make a good, it, it it will make a good output for you. But it won't be the best it could be. Not yeah, not not only that. It's like I, I guess you have to 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 think about two things, and the first thing is. Do I want to make the video for me that I can show my style, my writing, my talent yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Or do I want a video to make to be successful, to get followers and yeah. to make a living out of yeah. it? And that are like two different things. That's, that's, that's I feel like a, a dilemma that artists all around the world, because like this is obviously your art, racing is my art. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you want to create art for yourself that, yeah. that like that, fills your soul and heart and body and mind and you're yeah. proud of or do you want to create art that is to be consumed and spread and that's that yeah. th different thing it's like you have to but i think you can do both i really I, think I, you can I, do I both guess, i guess you can combine it yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. yeah but i think that's a dilemma that a lot of artists face all the time it's right like do i create something that i enjoy and i love but might not be received as well yeah or do i create something i know will be received really well but I don't feel the as, right. Like I said, I think it's like it's give give and take. Yeah, and right. You've got to understand, like you said before, like how much you put in and how much you leave back. And maybe you like it's crazy. Sometimes like I was talking to you. I created a video that I really enjoyed, but it got no views. Right. And then I've created a video that pff, I don't care yeah. about, and it gets a lot of views. And it's just like what? Like yeah. yeah but yeah. I guess I guess it's all give and take, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, uh, to talk like I guess we have talked uh, a lot about this video thing, but that's like. One hundred percent, the thing like there, no one you comes because I think the problem is like, or the problem they just want to do like art for themselves and like to make art in a mountain bike scene. But if you wanna make a living out of it, um, and if you're gonna wanna go viral, mm. like you have to go another way. Yeah, you've got to be like I said, like yeah, yeah change and adapt and. Right, I think that's the thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people get stuck in their ways and they don't change. Yeah, but that that shouldn't uh, say that like we don't. Um, it wasn't art for us to make our videos, or we didn't enjoy it. We yeah. definitely enjoyed it a, a lot. Yeah. Like it was like so cool, like every video. But the thing is, like um, we 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 just had it. It doesn't take a lot, you know. Yeah. Like just just you need a story. Yeah, and, like maybe. Story and like a good film, like yeah. these are like two points, and I guess like then it will work out a lot of better. Like mm. imagine like the best writers out there tell tell a sick story with their videos, man. Yeah, they blow up. They're like nuts. look at this, like my dream girl is like uh, at the moment I guess like nearly fifty million views. <laughs> and it's like That's that is that is like it's like pretty good writing. Yeah, it is pretty good writing, but man, it's like can you ever comprehend that amount of people? Like did, when you crazy. say fifty million people have fifty million people have seen you ride a bike, like that's twice the amount of Australia. Yeah. So everyone in Australia yeah. times yeah. two yeah. has watched you ride a bike. Yeah, right. Like those numbers are just like insane. Yeah. Like 
and you have to think about it that's that like that are like views on youtube there are like a lot of more views on instagram TikTok. yeah it's everywhere yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like yeah i guess like the, it comes together to like 100 million views and it's like that is like insane, insane for a video it's for insane. like just because of that story yeah and uh yeah i guess like everyone can make it like this is the best example yeah it's just like it's uncomprehendable almost <laughs> how many people have actually seen that it, it like the the the, it, uh, um, the the interesting thing is like uh, a lot of companies they they also talk in impressions yeah yeah how many impressions that yeah yeah i i can't really say how many like these are like millions of billions impre- and billions yeah. and billions like of- if you want like we can we can check have a look man because i find it I, it blows me away that like we do live in a world where like our like value is so put down to views and impressions and, and clickbait and all this stuff and it's like yes it is a form of money now in a way like yeah. uh, views equal this amount of money or this amount of spon- like it's like it's a real like it's an it's an actual commodity now, which is it's crazy to think that that wasn't something really realistic seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, and now it's like such an important part of athletes' careers and businesses and consumerism. And yeah, it's man, it's insane. Ah, we should have my. I should have had my laptop here. Yeah, <laughs> to find crunch the numbers. Yeah, because um, like the, my dream guy is already on. But the interesting thing is like, look at this. Like my dream girl is still making 300,000 views a month. Still? And how long still. ago, how long ago did you I make guess that? it was in 2017. And it's still your top video? Yeah, it's still my top video. Like it, 300k uh, a month. <laughs> it just keeps churning over. Yeah, 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 yeah. How much money do you reckon you've made off that one video? Uh, not that much. Not that much. Um, uh, you can say like... Uh, thousand euros per million okay so still not bad <laughs> like it's it, but yeah it, yeah but if you see it over um over five years yeah it's not yeah it's not ridiculous it's, yeah, I get, yeah, because I get, like yeah. of the amount of use yeah you know like the amount of use yeah. like intense and and like i guess like if you watch to if you go to youtube like you can make good money if you make a huge amount of views yeah but like but but if you make a million views like a million views are like really really that's like a lot yeah but a thousand euros for a million views like yeah it's yeah it's a lot it's a lot of views to get yeah. and like yeah the return's not that good yeah. but it's like yeah my most viewed videos not even a hundred thousand so yeah. it's like yeah and it's, it's not like easy to do hundred hundred dollars or hundred yeah years, yeah, so yeah like, nothing yeah um, the thing I wanted to touch on because we talked about this as well the other day. So obviously you're seen by so many people and you're so in the spotlight. And from the outside, I guess it's like you've got all these people around you. But we talked about like being at the pointy end of any sport comes with it a, a certain level of isolation. And you were saying like your life is put into these videos, into your academy and everything. And it's like actual you feel kind of lonely in the sense that like you only you do do this and it takes so much energy that it is almost hard to live a normal life and be a super social person and i when you said that like i I related to that a lot because i feel very similar in the sense that i race over here for four months i'm on a french team that's kind of isolating yes you have your other 
races, but then also with their other races, you're all kind of, we're all in it together, but you're also very isolating. You isolate yourself just because you focus in on the race. And it's funny, man, like I've raced with some people that I've never really talked to and we see each other every third or fourth weekend of the year. And we, we, no one else in the world can relate to me like you can, but we don't talk. It's like this weird, like you say, hey, and you, there's nothing, no bad blood, but it's like, there's so many races that just go like, hey, hey, and that's it. And it's just like, I feel like racing in general and then racing overseas and then being super competitive, it carries with it isolation. And I think when you said that, I was like, yeah, man, like it's, it can be really lonely. And I'm just wondering like how you deal with that and how you feel about that. I don't feel lonely, but I feel like it's a way of um, engagement I put in all of that. Hmm. Like, um, when we started, like, I swear myself, I, I quit uh, university. Like, my mom and dad, they weren't really happy of that. <laughs> um, and then I swear myself that um, that I will put, like, all into the thing. Like everything, like all I have, um, and also like it's the same with my girlfriend. Um, when we come together, I say to her like, my job, riding bikes, doing videos is like priority number one, and like that's hard for her, but my work, my job is like my priority number one, and I like like I work like all day, every day. And all time, it's like the same with my with my filmer. It's like he he lives for that. Like it's mm. not we don't have other ho- hobbies, we don't have friends. Um, we just do that. Yeah. But it, I guess like that's also like the thing. Um, how to became successful? I guess a little bit because if you if you completely if it's your life and if you go all in like just working for that like everything will be successful like every niche like if you Mm. don't think about uh, think about everything you want to think about like it will be successful if you make like it's 100 of time goes into that it becomes an obsession yeah right you're obsessed by it you want to everything goes into it right do you have points though when like you're saying that like you just got your filming you're creating you want that's all you want to do is there points when you kind of just like go i don't want to do any of this anymore i want to go back to university and be around people and like is it like points that you kind of miss that or want to change or are you kind of so still focused on this is what you want and you're happy to do this um i'm i'm so happy so yeah to say that i'm so happy what i i reached you know what i mean and that's like that's I, I, I can remember, like, uh, on the first evening, we talked about, would you do it again yeah. if you know how much work it yeah. is? Or how much, how many uh, you have to put in that sport to be successful? Mm. Um, and, yeah, that's a hard question because, like, I, I guess, like, for me, if I would have known how much work it is to put in there, maybe I would ha- wouldn't have done it. But... At the end, I'm so lucky and I'm so uh, glad to to put, like, all the amount of hours in there because, like, it's so cool, man. I can, like, there are so many guys, like, I can inspire and who, like, who get better persons because of me, because of what 
I've done. Yeah. And like to 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 see in their eyes and to see them smiling, like this is like this is like the, the, the this dream, is the yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, this is the coolest thing. Is like it at a at a festival, like at the end when we say like um uh, bye bye to everyone, like there were three two or three guys were like they had tears in their eyes. Yeah. And there's like man, like this is Yeah. It's it's real. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot of fulfillment in that. Yeah. Like that's like there's always like there's not I feel like a lot of things you do in life where you can get true fulfillment where yeah. like your soul feels you like like you feel like a good person. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the things you said. Like you said it's hard and if you could go back and do it you might not do it again. But now that you're here you really appreciate that you have done it. Yeah, right. And that you've got something that what you've gotten out of it is yeah. Right. It's, and it's, it's, it's yeah, it's I don't know what about you, but for me it's like I I have points, man. Sometimes I, I I talk about this like where sometimes I, and I guess it's like anyone like jobs get hard sometimes. And there's points where like I'm just like I don't want to ride a bike ever again, and I'm just gonna go live in my van and go cruise the world and do this. And then there's other parts where I'm coming and it's all working. And I'm like I love this for what it is, but yeah, I, I go through moments. I, I'm kind of up and down with it all, but yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's it's. Like any job, it can be tough. Yeah. You can you can be away from home for yeah. four months. You're you can be having a bad relationship with your girlfriend because you're away for so long. You've just had a crash. You're injured. Yeah. You're in a country. No one's speaking your language. It's like that's it. It can be tricky. Like yeah. I I, th I don't think people understand the like homesick's a real thing. Yeah. And I think it's just not being feeling. I think we all want to be accepted, and we all want to feel like we've got our group or our tribe or our our safe place. And I think when you're in a country and you don't speak the language and there's all these things, it's yeah. like you feel very, like I said, isolated. And that yeah. can be something that, for me personally, like I need connection with people. I need to feel yeah. wanted. Yeah, uh, and I feel uh, like I lose that a bit. And it's always been a struggle to race World Cups and then to still keep that momentum yeah. and that, that passion. So, yeah, th that's interesting because like the cool thing on the one hand is like uh, when you make videos, mm. you can... The one day you can make a make a video riding your downhill bike. The other day, riding an enduro than an e bike. Like you can, or even riding a motorbike, or even like doing nothing with like riding. Yeah. Like um, and that's a cool thing. Like that I can change a lot, and and it's it's not feeling like a job. It's like oh yeah, hey, we can yeah. we can make that project that project. But I guess where we two are a little bit different. I don't need other people yeah, like yeah. like i need yeah. my i need my girlfriend yeah. and i need like uh one other guy who's like always around it was always like a filmer or, yeah. or, or one friend and then like i need my family where i'm at the like um every second sunday i'm like with my with my family or even like once in a month yeah but um i don't really need people because for for my point of view There are like, or maybe I didn't really find the right people. But who even to say you, who you think the same than me, you know. But you say you don't need people, but then it comes back to how passionate you get about your academy, and I feel like that to you is like, does your academy feel like that's almost like they're your people? Like they feel like I feel like your like your work, the twelve people that work for you, and the people that come there. Like I feel like that gives you energy, and that's uplifting. And obviously, even talking about it, the emotion you get from that. Like I feel like in a way that would be almost like your base in a way that's that that 
that that's a cool point okay. yeah that can be because like when you talk like i thought about it then then i saw like um why why am i like this like why why don't i really want to talk to other people because like i don't want to talk to people who who talk about um who was the drunkest at the weekend and who uh worked the whole day and uh don't like the job and the girlfriend is shitty and stuff like yeah. i don't care about this shit yeah like i wanna i wanna talk something good but that's you know? what i mean but when you talk yeah. at your academy that's where right. like, even how you right. explained it before like yeah. you, you can tell like yeah, right. just talking about it yeah. gets you excited so obviously that has a strong yeah. place in your heart so i feel like that's your When yeah, you when you go there, like I, can be, yeah, it would yeah. give you energy. But yeah. I guess it's like things you don't think about. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's just and also like how you said, like all the employees, like they living for it. Like you know, yeah. like, we have um, the the guys um, who are like uh, calling with um, uh, with uh, with the senders from the academy. Yeah, uh, they are called like our team managers, and our team managers. Like we have Sasha in there, and Sasha is like a little bit older. He's like forty or forty-five, and he's like he's doing social media now. Like he is like he is like doing stories and sharing stories from the senders, yeah. and it's like so cool to see. Like like and and we always make like jokes like, "Hey, you new influencer and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that." Like he's making such a good job and like motivating new people. And like we are all together. We are living that thing, like mm. like we are really living that thing, and like yeah. So you had a good point, I guess. I guess that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. It's yeah. funny, yeah. Like I, I, I think it's because I guess it feels so normal for you just to be in that environment that you wouldn't even think like, oh, this is yeah, these are the people I need because it's just. But like, that's the thing. It's like you, you have that feeling there, and I think that's something that I feel like is being someone from Australia coming here. It's like it's hard to have that same feeling that you'd get at your academy here and that's something i want to have here whether it be on a team or in a at a place and i i, I do have it it's not like i don't have it at all but it's it's just it just can get taxing sometimes after so long so yeah that's just a thing yeah, um i'll wrap it up so you can go home soon but i'm gonna have a few more questions i want to ask you that's good like i'm i'm pretty like it's a good uh good talk so yeah <laughs> you're, you're pumped <laughs> i got i got some questions i always ask if you were going to give advice to an up and well it doesn't have to be your kid but like if you're going to give advice to someone whether it be writing advice i normally ask for writing advice and then i just ask for just life advice like if you were going to if you could see someone sit down and you have to get one bit of advice for writing and then one bit of advice for just general life a lot of the time they seem to be the same but yeah. if you can do one for both i think that'd be cool so for the life, it's definitely the point. Everything is possible. Go for it. But mm. Because like everything is possible if you go for it. Like yeah. it is. Like look at me. Like um, I'm not the best writer. Definitely not. Mm. But I made my, my way with like hard work. And that's it. Like everything is possible. And if you are passionate in it, you can like doing like nearly everything. Like for sure you can do it like with a with a with a with the internet you have like any possibilities now what what you want to do and it's like that's insane like go for it like you can you can do everything um and for riding bikes i guess i would say the the same because just try things and yeah, yeah. Ju just try things and 
And um, but also like yeah, I have another one for riding bikes. I guess the most important thing with riding bikes or when it becomes more intense, follow your main passion and being like lucky on the bike or happy on the bike mm. like every day. Because like that there was also a point um in my life it was so cool to ride like as a non professional, like just normal riding, like every weekend, yeah, sharing pretty hard. But when it become a job, it was another riding. It was a different riding. And it's like um it's hard to 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 get that happiness back while riding. And I guess like um yeah, rides like that we did uh, this uh, this week. Yeah. They're like pretty good to 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 get that happiness back back. And I guess I would say like uh, always try to make something what makes you happy and what you have fun in it in it because then you make it good. Because like I guess I don't know it but I guess there are an amount a lot of World Cup races who don't really enjoy racing. Yeah. Yeah, I think they 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 started off enjoying it and then it becomes a job and they're trying to find out how to make it enjoyable again. I think there is a lot that are out there. And I, I forgot to touch on because you used to race downhill and you were quite good at downhill. I think you got second or third to Andreas at, at national yeah. championship. Yeah, but it was in <laughs> it was in two seventeen or two eighteen. Yeah. Not this year. It was two seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, as I was like racing a little bit, like I guess like this is what like everyone did. Um mm. and like to so also rode like two World Cups, I guess, like in Lancer Heidi one and one in Leo Gang. Really? Um, in what, yeah. what year? Two fifteen? Really? Yeah. You so you raced Lenzai in twenty fifteen? Yeah. Or twenty six no, twenty 2015 or 2016, yeah. Really? No yeah. shit. Yeah. Fuck. I got the podium that. That was my first podium. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I had a, a flat tire in quali in in qualification. Qualification, yes. yeah. Well, yeah. Um yeah, I rode there, but it's but, small world, hey. Yeah, but but what I wanted to say, like uh, I guess like everyone started with like racing. Um and it was the same with me, but then I realized pretty, pretty um fast that i'm like more happier when i'm doing like videos yeah and because like then i can do like a lot of different stuff mm. and uh, i can be ready when i want to be ready not there's the beep 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 yeah. and then i have to be ready and those are like i guess like a big point like was um was the thing that like we started doing the videos in 2015 and i used to be or wanted to be a racer into 13 14 and 15 like yeah. going like training a lot and like i wanted to know it like i trained li really hard and did like the european cups and and two world cups but i wasn't lucky and i wasn't good yeah i was definitely not good and then we started that uh, filming thing and then even in in the uh in the uh in the austrian champs 2017 or 18 I didn't even train once yeah. on this track or even on the downhill bike. We we didn't really train like we trained not, and we went really fast. And that's like the thing. Like it was pretty interesting because like when I try like really really hard, yeah. it didn't work. But when I was like f 
completely in the flow and like filming and stuff like that and like feeling good on a bike and just doing the race for fun yeah it went out pretty good yeah you enjoyed it yeah. you enjoyed it a lot right. more how was the feeling like when you did get on the podium was it like obviously it would have felt good but was it almost like not worth it in a way like because i know a lot of people like i think that's the biggest thing for races if they do well and it doesn't feel good that's when you're like hmm, maybe i should do so. like obviously if you do badly and it doesn't feel good it's kind of obvious but if you do well and it's like oh this doesn't this isn't exciting it, like how did it feel when you did get for, for me it was interesting good question because a lot of guys out there they don't really um well, I don't know the, the word. They don't really think that I've earned this success. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the success in being successful in social media. And that was the point when I was standing on the podium was the point where I said like, hey, you all, you said like, I can't really ride a bike. Now I'm like, I'm not a racer. Yeah. And you say I can't ride my bike. And I'm not a racer. I'm not, I'm trained never. Yeah. And I'm standing here on a podium. Like yeah. you all down there say like, oh yeah, why is he successful? Like he can't really ride. And then we rode once. Yeah. The, and then I was on a podium. Like that was pretty, that was cool for me. It's yeah. like validation, hey, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I should be here and I'm here. Yeah. Because that's good though. But like, dude, with the haters thing, man, like people are hating on you. I just find like it's it's like you're obviously doing something right for people to hate on you. Like yeah. not, it's not always the case, but normally like if you're just doing your thing and people are hating, I just find it funny because I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I'm giving you something to talk about. Like yeah. I try not to worry about other people because yeah. it doesn't doesn't bother me. It doesn't yeah. matter. But like when people start talking shit on you, it's kind of like huh? yeah. I'm we, in your head. Yeah, like right. it's kind of funny. <laughs> we already talked about it, and like we already talked about that one guy, like who who, yeah. who, who, who talked from the World Cup, and it was like for me, it was hey, it's like he knows me, like cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was it was not the point, like like that he hated me. Yeah, like I guess like back in the head it was like why is he hating me and and why that but my first thought was oh hey cool he knows me <laughs> like that's a funny thing yeah, he's talking yeah. shit but you're still like oh man sick <laughs> yeah he knows who I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, yeah but I guess like as we talked before um the the thing what we have done is not casual yeah and it's not the normal thing how you become a pro rider mm. um and because like I myself, I see myself as a, uh, as a, how do I see myself? <laughs> I, I, I don't see myself as a pro athlete. You know, yeah. I'm not an athlete. I'm like, I'm, I'm a pro rider who, who loves to make videos. Mm. Um, and that's the thing. But I guess like a lot of, uh, World Cup racers who, who are hard, to get it over to make it a living, they say like, oh, hey, I trained so hard, I trained so hard, and he can't really write, but he is successful. Yeah. And like, that's the way why like a lot of people or a, a lot of successful of think, people I, hate it. I think it's a lot of jealousy though. Yeah. I think it's a lot of jealousy in the fact that they're like, I'm working so hard and he's further ahead than me. And it's just like, yeah, man, you don't know how hard he's working. And yeah. if you wanted that same success, you have every opportunity to yeah. then grasp it yeah. and do it as well. But I think it's that thing. It's just like when people don't want to do more than they're doing, they'd just rather complain about someone else doing more. Because yeah. like we talked about before, like you, you're working really hard to, yeah. to get where you are. And like right now where you're about to go home and start working 
full time, flat out, next project, whatever, where I'm I'm going on a holiday. And that's like, <laughs> like and that's the thing though, but like if you want to keep six like you said you haven't been on a holiday for like what just a year or something like no, that? No, so my last holiday was like in two thousand seventeen and we went to holiday like this year. Yeah. Like we are like four years of no holiday. Like yeah. just working. Like yeah. really, really so to yeah, say I, like, I like for holidays. Sure, it's, <laughs> like, it's like really, really, really just working. So if I look to this to this year, um from starting from Christmas last year yeah. to June where we went into the holidays, hmm. there were five days five days of not working. Yeah. Five days. And these five days were um were uh, uh, uh marriage from a friend and like uh, family and stuff uh, stuff like that mm. but beside of that like every day like from 8 to 12 in the night yeah so you don't deserve to be successful <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, how you say like it was, it was it was so cool when i heard the one guy like from the world cup like like uh, saying a little bit Gee, it was so cool he's like i was like oh he knows me yeah, like yeah. it's like a long time but ago. they obviously wouldn't see the effort and the work that yeah, goes yeah. in and like that's the thing but no one normally does really yeah see the effort and the work that goes yeah. into this they just see the the views on the end of a video and the likes or comments on the thing and they're like why yeah. are you so famous like man yeah it takes work to get to yeah, this right. place and i think yeah i think you just keep hustling keep grinding and don't worry about the shit that comes back. It's just like keep yeah, right. keep doing your thing. I guess it doesn't only, only uh, take work. It takes engagement, like fully commitment, like mm. fully engagement. Because like you can work a lot, but you're not uh, engaged to to travel or not engaged to to uh, to change something in your life. Mm. Uh, like like when I look back, I was uh, in 2015. I was at this decision. Like, should I quit my university or should I end it mm. and have the safe university, like the safe the safe job and all of that? And there was the commitment to say, hey, this chance is just one time mm. that will go for it. Mm. And like, that was hard because like my parents were billing like all the bills when I was studying. Yeah. And then I like... I had to to pay like everything by myself. Yeah, it was cool because like it started like pretty good, mm. but um, there was a point like you have to have that engagement and to say like mom and dad like say like hey you are you are completely yeah you are you're, <laughs> something is wrong in your head, mm. but yeah you have to engage and like have to do it. Yeah, and that's that takes a lot of like yeah commitment and like to be yeah. like all right this is all me now let's go let's chase a dream let's make it a reality like that's not something that's easy so yeah that's no, cool you've done that one thing when you talk about engagement we talked about this last night or the night before with um we'll touch on this and then i got one more question i'll let you go um when you're creating a video and you were saying there's like four steps to creating a video to go viral and to get views and you yeah. feel like this is like you're not it's not really a secret but like you're opened about it but like what do you think the four things are that you aim to do and we touched on a few before but like your your key four things when you're creating some a video to go viral what are those things yeah um i guess like it's the same uh I, uh, um, come to the to the four points, but it's the same with like uh, with uh, the fear thing. Mm. I thought about all the things like, hey, 
how can it be successful and what's the reason behind it? And then I came up with like four points how to make a viral video. Yeah, like not just, not if you just uh, have one of these four points in there, it will go viral, but will definitely help to go viral Mm. or like you have to have one of them in there to even go viral. Like all the viral videos have one of these four points in there. And it's like, the first point is like, world's first. If you do like something that no one ever has done before, you doesn't care about the video quality, the idea behind it, or, or the location, or it doesn't care. It's like just you did the world's first. Like the 300 kilometers per hour went viral. Like, or uh, another example, like uh, Danger Home, which is world's lightest uh, downhill bike. This is like world's first and the world's lightest. And like, it went like pretty, pretty viral. And uh, also like if, if uh, Brandon Zemanak is doing like a world's first, it will go viral point. That's the first point. So do something that's like world's first to go viral. And like the 300 kilometer per hour or even the world record, from me with riding bike went over uh, 70 million views on social media again and uh, the second point is um, the, um, uh, if you have like a huge or a sick location a uh, huge or sick location it's not uh, um, it's like not your own valley or your own mountain it's like something like pretty pretty huge we saw some mountain runners running over the top of a hill in like the sun and that makes the viewers think like oh hey i wanna i wanna go out there and i wanna go up there and i wanna be there to do it also like if you ride on a on a uh, on a great wall of china like it will go viral because, like, no one ever have like ridden there, or even um, Danny McCaskill uh, rode on a Kilimanjaro. Yeah, <laughs> it will go viral because, like, the location is so sick. Uh, if you go to the third uh, point, it's like you, if you have a, a famous person in there, like, imagine you're doing a wheelie around Cristiano Ronaldo. It will go viral because, like, Cristiano Ronaldo is in there. And if you are, I uh, don't know, um, Nino Schurter, how is he? And if he, like, riding on a really sick track with, like, a beautiful destination, with, like, a, a, a sick location, it will go viral. And that's, like, that, that's pretty cool. Like, bringing in a famous person. That's, like, also, like, the third point of going viral. And the fourth point, and that's, like, I guess the point what's the most interesting is like to tell a story and be creative. Mm-hmm. Like um, on the one hand it's like crashing, it's like entertaining. Like the fourth point is like entertaining. Mm-hmm. A crash is entertaining and if you crash cool, it will go viral. And But also like I don't really know his name. He's uh, uh, he's new to, to mountain biking. He's like not an athlete. He's like a, a, a content creator from America, I think. He's riding Specialized. He's like a little bit, he has like uh, some pounds more. and yeah, But he's sure. doing like so funny things. And he's like going viral, like millions of views. Yeah. Because like he's doing like so uh, funny things. Like he's entertaining. He's telling stories. Yeah. And that's the point. Like you have these four four keys 
how to go viral viral and like yeah for sure just if you do one it doesn't mean that you will go viral but all the viral videos they have at least one of them in there mm. so think about that think about storytelling think about in german i say it i say it like the stellrätchen technique stellrätchen technique is like a technique that you can turn like if you do a wheelie wheelie it won't go viral if you do a wheelie on the great wall it will go viral yeah. and if you do a wheelie on a great wall around cristiano ronaldo you yeah. will have the checkpot yeah you know what i mean yeah so you've got to try and have all four but if you can't at least have as many as yeah you, right as and, you and can. like turn turn the turn the wheel to yeah. make it like hey um think about is the location sick okay what can i do here to make this location sick or can i tell a story yeah like and this 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 is so interesting to think about because yeah. like um when i first started to think about that at this time i saw different or i watched different into social media because like you're going to you scroll to you uh, uh, uh down your for you page and you think like oh what is it is it like oh great place yeah that's it oh entertaining oh um Yeah, he's famous. Yeah, yeah, famous people. And like, it's so cool. Like, you see social media with with, with other eyes. So, mm. pretty enjoy it. So, try I think, it. I think you've just got to think outside the box, hey? Yeah. Like, you said before, everyone can make a cool edit. Everyone can ride a bike well. Right. People don't want to see that. Yeah. People want to see something they haven't seen before. Something right. that excites them. Something that... And I always... I try and do that with a lot of stuff where I'm like, how do you create something that's different yeah. how do you create something that no one's seen before and it's hard man it's hard to be the world's first or the world record all that but it's like if you look hard enough you can probably find something or right. you can find a cool location or like us for example this week like you're here nino shirt is here yeah. danger's here it's like all these guys like you're saying it's like it's very rare that you get that many right. really like we're famous in the bike world but yeah. get together and it's like use each other like grow each other yeah, like right. it and i think that's i think that's a real positive thing that scott's done even like this podcast for example man yeah. like i'm i'm grateful that scott's given us this opportunity to do this and it's like i'm glad i'm using it for what it what it could be used for and i yeah. think a lot of the athletes did do that so i think it is a yeah is a cool thing and you know what's the greatest like the privilege we already already have we can do all this stuff yeah. like you, you think like if you're younger yeah like it's and you don't have the possibility it's hard to ride 300 kilometers power mm. yeah but you have the possibility to make like the next viral video you have to because like yeah. you have the sponsors behind you and you have the you have like everything you have great filmers around you 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 who will understand you you have like good sponsors who will like make you everything possible and it's like like this this is like a big big privilege we have mm. um if we too have an idea we can go for it mm. and like everyone can do it it's it's way harder mm. but we are in privilege that it's like pretty easy to do like nearly everything yeah we've put in a lot of work to get here but now it should be easier yeah, to right. like go forward it, yeah. it's not easy but it's easier yeah, yeah yeah for sure all right i got one more question and i'll let you go how do you want to be remembered when it's all over when you're dead and gone how do you want to be remembered by everyone <laughs> haven't thought about that <laughs> I guess for me, 
the most important thing is to be remembered as a enormous friendly guy who who wants others to have success and who wants to help them to get success um i guess that's it mm. but because like um also i thought about like what does it bring like for a long time what 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 does it bring like to have this million views mm. like What you, what can you do with it? Yeah, yeah. Like, like like yeah, you have millions of views, but what like what does it bring to you? Yeah, yeah, you have millions of views. That that's like great. Like yeah, but what what will you do with that? Yeah. Um. And for me, it's like the coolest thing when I when I get all the people I inspired once. If I can inspire them to become better and better and better and making the best out of their lives. And and that's like the greatest thing for me. I love to start in a small way with my team riders. The second thing is like the academy. I like the third thing is with my videos. To mm. start with my videos, to inspire them to be like to ride better, to to come into mountain biking, mm. then to bring them into the Sanders Academy mm. to grow like pretty pretty fast, uh, and then uh, bring them uh, to be a team rider. To be like so close to me, yeah, yeah. That's. I the think that's thing. the big thing. It's like you want to inspire, you want to uplift, yeah. and I think you want to, at the core of it, all, just be like a really good mentor, like mentor people to become, yeah, what they should become or yeah. what they could become. Yeah, I think helping them with that. Yeah, I guess that that's also like a cool point because like I have like the guy uh, I talked before, like the Pascal. Yeah, uh, what I met. There's like. There's like such a cool guy to me and like such a cool mentor to me. And uh yeah, I wanna he's like the guy I wanna be. Yeah. You know? Like he's uh, he's so cool and so so friendly and so like he wants the best for everyone. Mm. And um yeah. And you kinda wanna emulate that yeah, as right. as a person. Right. So but I got well, sorry, I got, I just keep thinking of questions. Um what were your parents like? Were your parents like really motivating and like uplifting or positive or were they someone that was like because even when you said you wanted to write or wanted to ride or focus on that they weren't as supportive as you would have hoped at the start they obviously are now and they can see the value but at the start were they kind of doubtful for it <laughs> i come out from a city or a or a village mm. we have more cows than uh than people <laughs> And uh, that says, I guess, like a lot of how I grew up. Like it's like very conservative. Yeah. Um, and um, I love my parents, but at first it was like always like, hey, go to school, go to school, like go to the university, make a job, and make this job for your whole life. And uh, also, like, it was pretty hard for me because, like, I have three older brothers. And, like, two of them are, uh, like, um, doctors. And one is, like, um, also, like, uh, into finances, pretty big. And um, then there was me, like, canceling the university <laughs> and riding bikes. And it was hard because, like, my parents, my, like, other guys ask my parents, yeah, what do your children do, like, Uh, and the youngest one, yeah, he he rides bikes. Like, that was so hard for them. And so 
yeah it, it was something completely new to them mm. so i i'm not um i'm not angry to, about them that they that they wanted to help me with their advice mm. but i am lucky that i did my way did that motivate you though because they weren't no. as it didn't no so so um they always say like hey do your studium um and that's uh, do your university yeah. and that's like the most important thing um that's good like um no but they did, want but did the the fact that they wanted you to do that but you didn't did that motivate yourself oh, like were you motivated um, by them like saying no that no that didn't motivate me you did no because like what motivates me that like um a lot of people around me yeah. didn't thought i will make it that's what because i mean like, they, like yeah. you're proving them wrong almost yeah right yeah. right right like um my parents didn't thought that it won't work but they wanted the best for me and yeah. the best for them was to go to u- university yeah. because like uh, how we say like there was no shop um as a filmer or or as a as a video creator and mountain yeah. bike yeah, it was you, new you, it was yeah, all new yeah completely so 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 yeah um but i'm s- i love it that they are so cool now <laughs> like they were also at the festival yeah all at the Sanders academy um at a festival this weekend and like they were like they they were so happy and like that's so cool to see that uh i could um with my they saw like i will go back a little bit uh, uh a little bit like after the five years in innsbruck in 2018 i came back to my hometown and i lived like half a year in my parents house and uh, at my parents home and like there they saw how much work i put it in there mm. and that was the key yeah because they saw like i work all day every day and like it's my life and that changed like everything because like they saw like oh yeah we're doing like that um a pro thing like um uh drinking all the time and like just partying and like uh, yeah. taking nothing serious yeah. um and then they saw oh hey um i think uh, elias is uh, is doing it pretty pretty serious and that changed a lot and now they're like, they're like yeah they they are pretty proud that's yeah. so cool that's cool that, that, that you that you changed the perspective on what you did yeah and that's really cool yeah because i i think you, if you yeah it's like sometimes like doubt for especially from parents because they play such a a crucial role it can either like dishearten and destroy what your dream is or you can use that for fuel and fire yeah like my my parents were quite supportive and it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it helped but I think I got a lot of doubt from friends and my school I went to, they doubted it. They yeah, didn't think yeah, it. So I used that as, as fire to yeah. like, oh, I'll show you kind of thing. And I think I ha- I've got a saying that's like, tell me I can and I'll try. Tell me I can't and I will. Yeah. So it's like if people doubt you, use that energy to like, yeah. I'll show you kind of thing. It's like yeah. a, I, I kind of like doubt's kind of good in a way if you know how to use it properly, yeah. I think. So so you had uh, like good support from your parents from from begin yeah my yeah. parents supported because my <clears throat> my and i think it's how why i am the way i am my dad he he's inve- he's an inventor he invented a sawmill like a portable sawmill to cut logs down around the world oh yeah and he sold that and he traveled a lot and he's invented other things like line marking machines and um he's inventing something as we speak yeah um so i think he understood that if you have a dream and if you, it's like the whole thing you said yeah. before, like you can do whatever you want to do if yeah. you put your mind to it and work hard. So 
he saw that I wanted to do this and he was like, if you want to do this, like, go for it, you, go for it. you can do yeah. it. And like, that's something that I've always had inside of me. And I feel like you are similar where like, I truly believe anyone can do whatever they want if they work hard and they commit and they put the work in. And I think from a child, I saw that with my own eyes. Like my dad, when I was a kid, I saw him build a helicopter from boxes. He literally ordered boxes and built a helicopter in our shed. So, like, that's the that's the the mindset that, like, well, as a, cool, as a kid, yeah. it's like, what's possible then if you can just build a helicopter yourself? Yeah. So, like, to to grow up in, with that uh, with that right in front of you, even though he's not like he wasn't ever telling me like you can do whatever you want. Like, he wasn't preaching that, or but yeah. like just from his actions, I saw it and then understood it. And then I think that's why I'm such a big advocate for you can be more, do more and, and everything because I, I've seen it. And, yeah. I, and then obviously we've lived it now with like, like this was a dream. Racing World Cups was a dream. Getting a World Cup podium was a dream. Like yeah. being a content creator, doing all that, it was a dream. Yeah. Like at some point it was a dream and you fulfilled it. So now you want, I think that's why you want to share so much and encourage people because it's like, you've seen the results and you've felt it and you know how good it feels. So now you're trying to give it to other people. And I yeah. think that's what I mean. You get the fulfillment because at the end of the day, like I think, helping other people will give you way more fulfillment than helping yourself. Like you helping yourself feels good. Achieving a goal feels good. But if you can help hundreds, if not thousands of other people achieve their goal, that's like never ending fulfillment and happiness. So I think yeah. that's the, that's the goal. I have a question to you. Like, um, would you give your, your children like the same advice as your parents did? Like, do you think like your parents did like, a good job yeah a good job with you yeah i think it's tricky because like i if i ever have children i want to it's that fine line between like i want them to struggle enough to understand what struggle is and how to overcome but i also because it's like you see rich parents give their kids everything and they become the worst people because yeah. they don't understand the value yeah, of right. money of time of people of everything But it's this fine line between like, how do you make someone struggle enough to appreciate struggle, appreciate everything they have, but then also not res be resentful towards you because you're making them struggle. Yeah. So it's that tricky one. I think it's like, I think you've got to be someone that you've got to be encouraging, but you've also like got to just, for example, if I had a son and he wanted a mountain bike, I say, all right, if you save up half the money and I'll save, I'll give you, I'll match you. I'll give yeah. you the other half. So then he understands how hard he has to work, yeah. but I'm also encouraging him. I'm like, I'm not going to say no, I'm not going to buy it. I think you've got to have that balance between helping and making them understand that nothing's free and nothing's, yeah, nothing's easy. But I, I man, it's going to be difficult. Because I know like, My brother's got a little girl and you can tell he's just like, he wants to be the good dad that always gives her everything. But yeah. then also it's just like, oh no, like yeah, I don't want to spoil you. But yeah. yeah, I think it's, you've just got to have a balance of like letting them find their own feet and struggle yeah. and, and understand that life isn't always fair and that you've got to overcome stuff, but also giving them the tools that they need to become the best person they can be. Yeah, Because like, It's, it's it was the weekend was quite interesting because like nearly everyone got a child now right like yeah. like here it's called right yeah like yeah. like everyone has a child now it's like yeah it's hard it's, it's getting to that point hey, yeah. But, yeah i've got a cat i'm happy with a cat <laughs> <laughs> but i spoil my cat so i don't know maybe i'll have a kid and spoil him <laughs> it could be different um all right before we wrap it up um just anyone you'd like to thank whether it be sponsors capable academy scott anyone and and we'll and we'll leave it at that 
guess there there were like a lot of sponsors who helped me like through all the time because like um at first like sponsors were the reason why I could do it um and like um yeah now it's a, an addition to everything but I'm pretty thankful for like every sponsor I have or had and like what I've learned about it because like also a sponsor can also be like bad in a way mm. like um yeah but um yeah just like how, how how do you mean how so bad uh, i guess like sponsors bring can bring you in a role when you're not hard and say no you don't want to play that role it can be bad for you like um i had a sponsor who was like um who wanted like videos from me and stuff like me um, and then I said, like, oh, no, I don't want to do it like that. So I guess, like, um, yeah, like, mainly, like, you think that all the sponsors are pretty good and, and, and support you, but you have, uh, like, it's it's like it's like a normal life. Like, you have, like, companies, and companies uh, go their line, and they want to have their, their business model, yeah. um, and they search, uh, search writers who... who, who 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 are perfect to this business yeah, model fit, fit but, into it, yeah, yeah right but it can be like that these two business models don't uh don't go together yeah, they don't gel yeah yeah right you. and then like uh there's just one possibility to quit not just not to try like to save it in any way because mm. like you won't be happy and the sponsor won't be happy mm. so that's what i learned yeah. uh, about sponsors that you that like the fit has to be perfect mm. also like in the centers academy i say like uh, when it comes to sponsors like don't uh, think about like oh uh, i need to get sponsors and like oh yeah i'm sponsored by this and this and this just to to be able to write it on instagram yeah man they're like a shittest thing like i can uh, i i think about it like one point of that was like when I was young, I had like the same. I had a, a tire sponsor who was like, I was like, I was shit. Yeah. Like, really, really shit. And like, they were like, um, um, the break off, uh, the, I don't know, what it's called oh, like the, the rubber. Yeah, yeah. The rubber break off. And like, it was the baddest tire ever. <laughs> and that was sad because, because of that, uh, because of, riding with the tires i had a lot of crashes and i had like bad results so that's like a thing like not all sponsors are good to you yeah um and that's what i wanted to say um yeah so thanks to to all the sponsors um yeah i guess like a big um thing with like um all the friends or the friends or the inner circle around me that's like the most important thing with like everything like my girlfriend like my filmers like the whole inner circle team like um yeah they made a lot and like all every time like we speak or even um at a festival we talk as a we and not as i yeah and i guess that's uh, an important thing to not always um you don't have to say thanks to everyone but to have i guess you don't have to say thanks to everyone, but you have to to um, that they can feel that you're pretty happy to have them and that he is also a part of the team, mm. not it's you with uh, just other guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's like all a part of the one team. Yeah. yeah. No, perfect. 
All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. I think it was a good chat. I hope you liked your first podcast experience. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was sick. Like, I guess we talked a lot. Like, how long was it? I maybe two hours. I'm not. What? Sure. I'm two not sure. hours? Yeah, I think so. I haven't. I don't know exactly, but I I think it's probably around two hours. Oh man, like, that's that's how. Like, how long does your podcast normally go? Maybe an hour, hour or so. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've done some. Not not. Uh, mine normally go two hours around that, but I've done some that have been like three hours before, yeah. and they go like that. Like when you're really invested yeah, yeah. in really talking about something that you're really passionate about, they go quite quick. So yeah, like also like this one, like uh, we were just talking. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. That's all I try and do, man. I think yeah. that's I think it's a really appealing thing that people like in the audience they I I think just to re I'm very relatable to athletes because I am an athlete. And yeah. I think a lot of people that do interviews are uh, journalists or interviewers and I feel like it's hard for them to fully relate to something they don't experience. Yeah, so right. I think it's a it's a cool opportunity I have and I'm 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 glad I do it because I feel like I can relate on a certain level that other people can't yeah. and yeah. I also like I guess like this this is the point why we we had a talk with a with a girl who's like running a lot and who did like seven marathons in seven days in seven different countries. <laughs> and this is like uh and she is a motivator now like uh, like uh for companies and it's like hey like who should who should motivate when when it's not you yeah you know like because like running seven marathons in seven days on seven continents this is like mental yeah it's insane. Like, um and i guess like yes uh sportmen's are always like they they learn like by that their se selves mm. not like r because of reading books and doing like other stuff because like they they felt it on their own mm. like that's the reason why and also like, also like i guess as good as a good sportman you have to feel yourself like mm. you know what i mean you have to feel your body and what your body can do and what your bike can do you have to feel everything and also like it's the feel it's the same with like your mind you have to feel your mind and you have to think about your mind and i was like with, with the fear thing yeah i was so it was so interesting to think about all that fear thing and like yeah. what's behind that and i guess like if you if you made some memories with it like it's much more easier yeah sick man i'm pumped i'm glad you, yeah no sick <laughs> it was pretty nice <laughs> yeah good. so maybe we can do like a, a second episode yeah we can read we, we can do another one all right man well Great. enjoy the time thanks for coming on thanks catch you <laughs>